Kentucky got McAfee breaking the big news. And in that interview, did Aaron Rodgers not refer to Travis Kelsey as Captain Pfizer? Well, then this is how demented my mind is. Pfizer is also the drug manufacturer company of Viagra. So that's what I thought he was referring to Travis Kelsey as. But Taylor Swift. Yes. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, that's a true story. Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, inside the RP Show. Coming at you on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, various podcast platforms and streaming YouTube Live. I'm here in Florida. We're going to bring Moose on in a moment. I feel, uh, I'm feeling a lot of uh, aggression. I'm feeling a lot of agitation from everybody around me, but not me. So I hope for the next two hours we can just settle on in everybody can just undo their belt kick off their shoes and uh, try and have some fun for a couple hours as we bring in the moose he is in uh toronto the big smoke as i say i'm here in south florida where it's a vibe man everybody's largely in a good mood but i don't know why i'm well as i look at my quick six show topics i kind of see why people are upset but moose how are you today (laughs) i'm great well, I'm good, but I don't you know that there's be. a vibe. I don't know that there's a vibe here in Toronto or the six, as they call it. Um, I don't think there's a vibe. <laughs> I think everybody's in a bad mood this morning. Um, I just can't even open Twitter or the social media apps because it is just flooded with negativity this morning. So the phone's away. Yeah. I got coffee. I'm good. Okay. Well, the interesting thing uh, on that is don't let the other people bring you down whether it's you or everybody else because i've been having a great day and now i just hear people yelling and i see people yelling and i see people fighting and i'm like i keep that away from me i don't want it yeah but i don't think that's what's going to happen with our guests today very excited to have jennifer jones and brent lang joining us from the mixed doubles championship up in edmonton Uh, their names, they need to do an introduction. Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang, they're coming up in hour one. Hour two, I got a funny story for you about Doug McClain, the former head coach of the Florida Panthers and Columbus Blue Jackets, Sportsnet analyst, got a new book out, producer Clark tells me. So Doug McClain will be joining us to talk about that. And Bobby Lowe's will be joining us, the assistant director of player development of the Vegas Golden Knights. And he's got the Stanley Cup coming to the Queen City on Saturday. That's Regina, Saskatchewan. And we're going to tell you how you can be a part of that and talk some hockey stories with Bobby Lowe's. Can you, can you hit the quick six show horn? Please? We'll go from there. I just, I smile when I think of Bobby Lowe's because we spent a lot of good times together. Uh, he was the coach of the Pats for three years. And uh, my little daughter, she was three, maybe four years old. And like any little kid, she had a tough time saying her L's. So she said, Bobby Woes. And I said, who? She, Bobby Woes. I said, who's Bobby Woes? You know, Bobby Woes with the round head and two eyes. <laughs> she was like four. <laughs> Bobby Woes. So Bobby Woes is going to be with us. Or as some in, in uh, Brandon call him, Buffa, Buffaloes. Listen, Moose has a topic that he wants to get to, and we will get to it. Because it's not, you know, I usually I come up with a quick six show topics here and Darren just ponies along and, and he's ready to go on all those. But today he has something that he wanted to talk about. We're not going to get to that first, but we will get to it. 
and it has to do with a new Hockey Canada dressing room policy. But we are national, and around the world, apparently, I was going to say national television, but around the world, Clark just forwarded a email from an NFL Europe guy in London. Did you see that email, Darren, or did I? He just sent it to me. No, no, the guy I saw was it. watching us on Game Plus television in London. He's with NFL Europe, and they're getting ready for this weekend's NFL game there. And he wants to come on the show. And I'm like, what? What is happening? Anyways, point one of the quick six. Let's get to it and then get away with, from it. An up-and-down season for the Toronto Blue Jays is officially over. Toronto lost 2-0 to the Minnesota Twins, who swept this series, the American League wildcard series. The Jays enter the year with high expectations after suffering this same fate in 2022. But after an underwhelming 89-win season, Toronto scored just one run and had one extra base hit in 18 innings against the Twins, who move on to play the Houston Astros. Why are you smiling, Rod? Well, it's because I remember them being swept by the Rays a couple of years ago. And then the Mariners last year. And I remember us having Buck Martinez on it. I was upset as everybody else that I'm seeing now this year and the last 24 hours on social media about the Jays. And Buck was like, no, Rod, it's a great season. They made the playoffs. And every team had their ups and downs. Oh, okay. Because I'm still love that if we don't win at all, uh, it wasn't a great season. And I know that's not the, necessarily the right way to even look at things. The Greek freak, Yanis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee said the same thing. If you hold your expectations of winning a championship, it's the only way, whether you had a good season or not, that's not the right way to look at it. Okay, winning doesn't mean anything anymore, so it doesn't bother me. But it sure seems to bother everybody else, Moose. Boy, they're pissed about the Blue Jays holding their tents in mini. <laughs> Are they ever? Are they ever? And I don't necessarily think it needs to be World Series or bust for everybody. Um, again, only okay. one team can win. I think, you sh- I think you should be upset if you don't like. I mean, that's the goal. But, I mean, this... And, and honestly, a lot of times, like, it's really hard to make the playoffs in baseball. So I think there's something there. But not for this team. It tells you how high the expectations were because this 18 innings pretty much summed up the entire Blue Jays season. Get a couple runners on base and out. Get a couple runners on, load the bases, hit into an inning-ending double play, right? I mean, even when Vladdy was on second and got tagged out there, all the momentum got stopped. It just, it was just frustrating. It's hard to watch. And I think it just um, summarized the entire season. And I think all Blue Jay fans are ready for this year to be over. And they just want to start fresh. Remember, do, do you remember Monday? We all thought there was a chance they might win the World Series. And now this. Um, Ray Henderson is watching in Tryon, North Carolina. He writes in on the text line 902-518-3033. And he says, Blue Jays taken by October. He goes, I'd jump, but I live on the first floor. I'd jump, but but I live on the first floor. I'd heal up in time to suffer through the 2024 season watching every day on YouTube. I kind of understand now why I've been put in this position, and it's a big position to be hosting this show. He jokes about taking his own life because the Blue Jays were swept in the American League wildcard series. I'll have you know that I talked to a guy last night that I had to convince not to take his own life, and he wasn't joking. And I understand it now. Part of the 21 hours of CBT training I took, cognitive behavioral therapy, not how to give it, 
I was taking it because I needed it. One was that if you are this upset over sports team results, you might want to check your priorities. I'm not speaking to you specifically, Ray, and try in North Carolina. I'm just saying you might want to get over it. Is that fair? I, 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 or is that no? He's making a joke, but I'm like yeah. that. But he speaks for a lot of people that are very upset. And I'm not going to spend any more time on this because we're not a baseball show. Bryson Stott crushed the second Grand Slam in Philly's postseason history as Philadelphia earned a 7-1 win and a two-game sweep over the Miami Marlins in their National League wildcard series. Phil's, uh, Phil's advanced to face the Atlanta Braves in a division series. The other games on uh, Wednesday, Texas beat Tampa Bay 7-1. Rangers sweep and Arizona beat Milwaukee 5-2. Diamondback sweep. If I may for a second before I move on to the NHL. Ain't nobody talking about the Marlins here. Nobody. And just so you know, two things. Uh, I was talking to Chris Sanford today outside uh, Orange Theory Fitness. His class was just finishing. Mine was just starting. And he was like, Rod, you're the only sports talk that I listen to. You're the only one. And I'm like, perfect. Good. Let's keep it that way. He goes, I don't listen to that, that Joe Rose. Right? He's on QAM, WQAM. What are you laughing at? No, keep going. I like it. I like the Chris what? Sanford stories. Sure, of course. So I'm going down this... I'm going down a road here. I was listening to Joe Rose this morning. I like listening to Miami Sports Radio. So if you want to know, they're not even talking about the Marlins. They don't care about the Marlins. But it was very interesting. They're talking about Lionel Messi. That, folks, listen up. In all leagues, Inner Miami and the entire MLS has really painted themselves into a major corner here. In a lot of ways. Not just Jack and their... Ticket prices up double and triple to watch Messi, which they're getting the money for. But he's now hurt. So there's one thing for selling tickets at home and away when Inter-Miami plays. But there's also the Apple TV. People are going and buying Apple TV subscriptions just so they can watch Inter-Miami because that's the television carrier that you got to pay for to watch. And now he's hurt. That's what they were talking about on the radio this morning. Darren, how ticked off... MLS fans are and Inter-Miami fans that this guy's hurt. And I'm going, well, if you hadn't tried to rape everybody as a league and a team, you wouldn't have this problem. What's your read on that? Yeah, but we're dealing with that in other sports. And the biggest one we're dealing with that is basketball. You know, you pay more money when the stars come to town. We know it out in Western Canada, right? For Oilers and Flames games. When the Leafs come to town, the Canadians come to town. And for the last, you know, decade, when the Capitals or Penguins come to town with Crosby and Ovechkin, ticket prices are higher, right? And there's more demand. And the resale value is higher. Um, and in basketball, when LeBron comes around or Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors come around to your town, tickets are more expensive. And what happens? Oh, it's a load management night for Steph Curry. Oh, Kawhi Leonard's not playing. Load management. And you paid all this money for a ticket, and you're pissed off. So for Inter-Miami soccer fans around North America, you got to anticipate something like this because it's a risk you take when you buy tickets to watch stars play. There's no guarantee they're actually going to play. Sure, unless, interestingly enough, 
his New York Giants, Chris Sanford's New York Giants, are at the Dolphins here on Sunday. We didn't even talk about going. And it doesn't matter because I'm going to be out of town. But it's like the NFL's got it right. They don't care about Messi or stars. They're going to charge you and rape you no matter what. Doesn't matter who's playing. Go look up Ticketmaster for tickets for the Dolphins this week. It's like $3,200 for the seats that I was looking at. Seats that I've bought in the past. So I guess my point is, fans, you do have a choice. And that is to not pay. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be an option for them. <laughs> and when I talk about people that are trying to annoy me, there's a guy writing me about how upset I must be that I'm not going to be in Regina this weekend for the Hall of Fame induction of the 2013 Rough Rider team, which I was a part of. And I'll, the guy must really hurt you that you're not there. As I look at my phone, I have a text message here being asked to go on the radio in Hamilton Friday night to talk about the CFL playoffs. And I, I got to check with Serena because we're going to be in the Florida Keys at one of the Panthers' houses. One of the Panthers. I said this yesterday. He goes, we're going to be playing this weekend, so do you want our house for Canadian Thanksgiving down in the Keys? Do you really think I would rather be anywhere else than there? And I got to check to make sure it's okay that I do this interview because we're going to be in the Keys trying to take a great week. I'm just, man, people are in my grill today and I'm not going to let them stay there. Just can't, yeah. We're only to point two, by the way, of the quick six show topics. Connor Brown, this is an interesting, yeah, you know in Edmonton they've been waiting all day for us to talk about this. Connor Brown had two goals and an assist as the Edmonton Oilers defeated the Calgary Flames 7-2. And again, I laughed because I got up this morning and looked at the score. I was like, whoa. Imagine the emotions in Alberta today. Edmonton captain Connor McDavid contributed a goal and three assists in the win. The two Connors, get used to that phrase, the two Connors, have reunited after playing together in junior with the OHL Zeri Otters. Connor Brown signed a one-year deal with the Otters in the offseason. I was sitting there looking at the score. Then I, I clicked on the score. Then I clicked on the scoring summary, and it was like ding, 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 like a slot machine. McDavid, Brown, McDavid, Brown, Brown, McDavid, Dave, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Bing, Kane, Bing, Bing, Bing. I'm like, all the greats were playing. I don't even know who the Flames dressed, but this was one of those games, Darren, where obviously the Oilers wanted to put their best foot forward. And I go even further. I look at Jay Woodcroft, and I watched this post-game news conference. I can't remember what the hell it was on, why it was on in Miami. Must have been on my phone. And he was like, uh, we've asked Connor Brown, what do you want? You know, what are your talents? What are your strengths? And we want to suit our lineup and our game to you. And I'm like, hallelujah. Can we just give Jay Woodcroft the Calder Trophy or the Jack Adams Trophy right now for Coach of the Year? Why is that so hard for coaches to understand? Or for that matter, bosses putting your people in positions to be successful and keeping them happy. McFly. How is this groundbreaking news? But Woodcroft has figured it out, Darren, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. And that's awesome. I love hearing that. Um, you, you can't always let, what do they say, the inmates run the asylum. But you can definitely communicate with them and, and try and keep everybody happy and put your best foot forward. I think that's awesome. Look, the Flames put out an American Hockey League roster. There was no big stars playing, really, for the most part. I think Dubé played. Uh, Vladar was in goal. But I hear Oiler fans, you know, all excited. And they should be. They played really well. And then I hear Flames fans saying, 
Well, when we played an American League team in Vancouver, we beat them ten nothing. You only beat us seven to two. So the 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 pre the preseason jarring back and forth, the jawing back and forth has already started. Um, but yeah, it was a good game for the Oilers last night, and they seem like they're ready to roll. Yeah, well, I get it. The, the teams are picked. For the most part, the teams are already picked. And we're really just waiting for the regular season to start. And for me, it can't start soon enough. By the way, Ellie Tolvanen scored the winner as the Seattle Kraken beat the Vancouver Canucks 2-1 in Abbotsford. Canucks wrap up the preseason Friday against those same Calgary Flames. Our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Head down to the tap room in Calgary, 28th Street Northwest. Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. Check out Common Crown Brewing at commoncrown.ca. A lot of uh, hockey talk so far. We'll do a lot of football talk when we come back. And on the way, Jennifer Jones, Brent Lang, Doug McLean, and Bobby Lowe's. It's an all-star lineup today on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Okay, the RP Show continues. It's a Thursday today, episode number 1095 of Very Clearly, What's Your Favorite Daytime Sports Talk Show? Because you're watching and listening to it, right? And before we jump back into the sports uh, topics, which we all are kind of on those sports topics, let's bring the moose in here. And I will tell you that the text line's open 902-518-3033. I don't have a lot of patience for PayPal today so i'm not going to spend a lot of time dabbling in the comments i get a thought of joe exotic when i think of that they were like remember (laughs) that documentary tiger yeah right of course good memory 
Oh, Joe Exotic, if you're not a threat to the Gators, it was Gators, right? If you're not a threat to the Gators, how come you carry a gun, people? How about that? Exactly. Joe Exotic had it right. Okay. Right? People? Yeah. That guy was just Man, that like was me. A, misunderstood. Yeah. Misunderstood. What a, what a time in history, in our history. The Tiger King. Oh, yeah, it wasn't the Gators. It was Tigers. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. raising Gators. He was feeding Gators to the Tigers. History will show Joe Exotic was ahead of his time. Just like me. <laughs> now, I'm going to get to that point that you wanted to talk about in a second. <clears throat> and listen, I'm, I'm going to pull old man yells at clouds here in a second. Because Kirk in Toronto writes in regarding the Blue Jays being swept by the Twins. On the text line for EMJ Marketing, contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. He'll get you the perfect keynote speaker for your event. He says, hi, Rod, the Jays celebrated like they won the World Series to make a wild card spot. Man, was that short-lived. I'll stick with my texts with football now. He says he's going to keep the football. Um, I am like a lot of our older viewers just kind of sitting back going, whatever, I don't have the energy to argue with any of this stuff. Hey, Blue Jays, you want to celebrate like you won the World Series? Even though you backed into the playoffs, you do you. I say it all the time, you do you. Um, like players, if you want to do backflips in the end zone and do these lucre, you know, these uh, you know, crazy dances with touchdown, go ahead. But you look at George Reed, one thing that nobody talked about when he passed and all the, all the uh, tributes came out to him, Darren, Monday and Tuesday, George, when he scored a touchdown, handed the ball to the referee. That's it. And I do remember somewhere along the line, somebody, hey, they were like, George, you didn't dance after touchdowns. He goes, I spent all my energy getting into the end zone. I was tired. They guys got that? guys planning their touchdown celebrations before they get in. They don't even get in there. And it just reminds me of, uh, I know I said, I went to my nephew's minor football game in America here. They call it the Pop Warner League. Um, Darren, and, 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 and hockey's just as bad. They're announcing the kids coming out number by number. They got cheerleaders. They got music blaring. I'm like, he's nine. And I see these hockey tournaments for Adam and Novice and whatever they call it now. And they're handing out a trophy. Kids are doing victory laps and they're getting rings. And I say to the parents, what the hell's wrong with you? And I've seen the football games where they introduce their smoke, smoke coming out of the tunnel when they come and make it's supposed to mean something when you get to the next level, whether it's the big leagues, NFL, CFL, major junior. But if you had it when you're nine, by the time you get to be 14, what's the big deal? Why would I try and win this championship? I got three rings at home. I won when I was seven at that tournament in Lethbridge. So I'm like, you're not doing them any favors. And they just say, let them have their fun. Okay, I think it's you having fun, the parents. Kids don't even know. They don't know what they don't know. Now, but you, do you have a point on that you're before right. I get to your topic? But he, you're going to lead right into it. 
And what you just said can cover the rest of the topic, you know? It's the parents getting upset for the kids. The kids don't know any different. Kids don't care. So, I mean, as you get into this story, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So get into it, and we'll talk about it. All I can say is, or all I need to say, this is from the CBC A new Hockey Canada policy will not allow minor hockey players to put their base layer of clothing on under their hockey equipment inside the dressing room. They will have to use a private stall. End of paragraph. Do you want to decipher that into what? Because I literally don't care. I said to Darren, I don't have an opinion on this. I don't have kids playing sports anymore. I'm not around it, so I, I don't really have an opinion. But you clearly do. Yeah. So explain well, that in layman's terms, if you don't mind. It's all over my social media, and that's why I wanted to bring it up and address it. And basically, um, the way I interpret it and the way I think it is, is is hockey players, minor hockey players in Canada, are no longer allowed to get naked in the dressing room. They have to do it in the bathroom stall. So you can't strip down and change out of your clothes into your base layer, into your hockey gear in the dressing room. You can still get dressed with your gear in the room. It's just your long underwear or whatever you wear underneath your gear. You just can't get naked in the room anymore. That's the long and short of it. And I see so many people getting upset about this. And it's all adults that are getting upset about this, by the way. I haven't seen any message, any tweets from actual players, young players. But it's the adults getting upset about it. And my first reaction is the same as yours. Kind of like, what, what's the big deal? You know, what's the big deal if I got to go into the change room at first i thought it was somebody said you got to get your gear on at home your hockey equipment on at home and i thought that was crazy but this isn't that you don't have to get your hockey gear on at home you just can't get naked in the dressing room anymore and i don't think it's a big deal uh well no and i in a lot of ways i just don't really have an opinion on it because i've been told that my ways are out of touch uh my brother and i the cowboy look at things the same way and he says in in history will show that old school was the way to go yet on the flip side you kind of wonder how were they allowed adults to be around naked teens in the dressing room every day you know what i mean when you when you really think about it so if you put it that way if if people said that way if you just like deciphered and decoded everybody's facebook post and twitter post they're basically saying damn it I want my kids to be naked in the dressing room together. Sounds kind of wild and crazy, yeah. right? Who cares? And I, like, right. And I mean, if you're a coach, not sure what you're walking in on. I mean, we deal with it reporters. And how about female reporters walking in to professional locker rooms and pro athletes are walking around naked, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of wild when you really think well, about hey. it. That old owner of the Patriots before Robert Kraft, the guy that owned Remington Shavers, can't remember. Somebody will write in and remember. He barred female reporters from the locker room in the '80s, and boy, he was canceled. And Serena and I were talking about the other day. She's like, "That old dude was ahead of his time." Forty years yeah. later, they're doing it. <laughs> right. It's like just like, like Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. Jesus was hung on a cross. Okay. And yet history showed he was ahead of everybody. Not everything of the old school um, is necessarily the way to go, but the values I get, right? 
This isn't ripping away yeah. old school values, right? Because I don't think yeah. being naked in the dressing room is a value we need to hang on to. Dude, did we just take the off-ramp to crazy town <laughs> today? And by the way, I'm here for it. I needed yeah. it. <laughs> I, I hope everybody tell. is snorting coffee out their nose. <sighs> um... Regarding some of the comments I was saying earlier, George Reed just handed the ball to the ref. He didn't need to do a celebration. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says today's players could learn more from George Reed's class. Yeah, but I remember this. <laughs> we were flying home. You remember a player we had with the Rough Riders by the name of Hugh Charles. And yeah. we called him Hugh Flippin' Charles because every time he scored a touchdown, he'd do a backflip in the end zone. Great guy. I love him. I'm still Facebook friends with him. He's in Texas. And I remember coming home from a game in Winnipeg from the Banjo Bowl one time. I was sitting beside him, empty seat, then Hugh. And I can't remember who the player was, but he leaned over Hugh's, like he leaned in the row, like right in front of me. And he goes, hey, you might not want to do a backflip when we're down three touchdowns. And then he kept walking. Because <laughs> Hugh was so excited. He scored the touchdown. He, oh, we're, we're getting our ass kicked. It was 28 points. Now it's 21 points. Maybe read the room. Uh, John Ohm, ding. He says these celebrations for every play in football, CFL or NFL, drive me crazy. Hey, I like him too, but over the top. Uh, Jeff the Stabs fan goes on to say this is why the younger generations are getting so narcissistic. And that's the thing with me. I know that is why God's put me in this position. I went through so much crap in my life, but at least I've learned from it. And now I'm helping people and passing it along and have dealt with a lot of narcissists. I know how to deal with them. And we've got a generation of narcissists coming up. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. Never your fault. Never your fault. Impossible to look in the mirror. Well, guess what? Yeah. When you've had enough pain in your life, come see me. And we'll start chipping away at fixing it. Leanne and Regina says, I was happy to win a first place ribbon in long jump in elementary school. Damn proud of that ribbon. Well, about you and I are about the same age. You and I had to, uh, it was just for the top three, Leanne. <clears throat> now everybody gets one, right? Why try? Gonna get one anyways. Troy in Toronto says, Vladdy needs to step up and be the star he's supposed to be. Until then, he's just a pretty good player. The pickoff at second is unacceptable. Someone better help get the kid's head on straight. Well, or, yeah, find a way to deal with it. John Gibbons. How long did Vladdy sit there and just wave? It seemed like an eternity, right? He got tagged out. I he know. just sat there. Get your ass yeah. up. You got called out. <laughs> like, um, I, and again, that's why I don't. I've said to the coaches, why do you want to coach? And you know the one that said to me, and you want to work with alcoholics and addicts. You got me. How about yes, that? Yes, you do you, Rod. Uh, Monty in Saskatoon says, uh, Rod, how many rings do you have with the Riders? Two championship rings. Thank you, Monty. I treasure them. Uh, okay, I don't know what it is. Carlos in Indianapolis says, there's the bold quote of the day, courtesy of Darren DuPont. 
The problem is I have no idea what you said because you yeah. said a lot of things. Something about being naked in the dressing room. We'll have to check the film. <laughs> but uh, and I got to be very careful about putting that into a meme. <laughs> yeah, because it could come out wrong. Naked children, but 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 like yeah. Listen, uh, Ted in Red Deer has just logged on and says, "I just checked in, but I'm thinking Rod can't be too far from a Roy Shivers story." Well, we don't have a lot of time here, but that came up the other day. You were in a car with me and Serena in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we were doing Roy Shivers impressions. I yes. almost had to pull over it because I was convulsing. We were laughing so hard, and you didn't really understand what was so funny. You kind of had to be there. But like yeah. when Roy Shivers called the team, well, Dudney, we don't have time for it here. We'll get into it next hour. But Dudney Avenue, the bar strip in Regina, Roy Shivers started the season, held a team meeting. He says, if I hear... You guys was in a brawl down on Dutney. I better not hear you was standing there picking your nose. You better have your teammates' backs. Oh, not standing no. there picking your nose. <laughs> See you in hour two, Moose. You bet. See you then. We're going to Sherwood Park next. Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang joined us. This is going to be exciting. Curling fans, perk up. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Reminder, folks, we're brought to you in part by Key Auto Group and Key Yorkton Kia, the all-new 2024 Kia Sportage, reimagines innovation in motion and pushes the boundaries of urban SUV design and technology with refinement and purpose. Go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 2024 Kia Sportage, movement that inspires. Yorkton's a great curling community, but I'll tell you what, so Sherwood Park, Alberta. We're going there now where the Mixed Double Super Series kicks off with Event 1. And Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang join us from that beautiful Alberta community here on the opening day. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to the RP Show. Good to have you. Hey, tell me all about this kickoff event for the Mixed Double Super Series and what folks are going to see this weekend. Well, I believe, I think all the best teams in the world are here, most of them for sure. It's just a tremendous field. and. Great ice conditions, great facility, and the Super Series is unbelievable. It's really trying to get uh, mixed doubles, some great events heading into all of our big events in the spring. Well, yeah, and Brent. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, mixed doubles jumped into our purview at the Olympics, of course, and a lot of us looked at us and said, whoa, this is awesome. The speed, uh, obviously the competition. Just talk about it's not your normal curling event. For those that don't know, guys, explain what they're going to see. Yeah, well, I have to explain this to all my golf buddies regularly, so hopefully I'm good at it. But it's, it's a faster-paced game. There's more rocks in play. There's only two players. Uh, everybody's astonished when I tell them I throw, and then I get up and sweep my own rock. They can't really picture that, so I guess you've got to come check it out live to, to figure that out. But it, it is fast-paced, super aggressive. The game takes like 75 minutes instead of two and a half hours and uh, just nonstop action is what it is. Jennifer, what do you like about it? Um, I get to play with my head. 
sense. It's kind of great, but no, it's just, it's, I, I, as everybody knows, I love an aggressive game. I love lots of rocks in play. I think that's what curling was meant to be. And mixed doubles encourages that there's already rocks behind the button when you start the end, one miss and you're in trouble. And so it, it really is an aggressive style, lots of strategy, lots of thinking, really entertaining for the fans. And I think that's why it's really, really been enjoyable by a lot of fans and it's gaining momentum. Uh, yeah, well, if you don't mind, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea just to talk about where the concept came from. I told you it was two Olympics ago that it was certainly debuted in the Olympics. Where did the idea come from? Because I'm all for speeding it up. I'm all for what they've done here. Whose idea was it? I think it was Hugh Milliken that came up with it. Like, it started in the Continental Cup way back. They were looking for another format. Uh, you know, they, they experimented with a bunch of things there, and he was a bit of a mad scientist. He's had some well, Jen will agree with me, some terrible ideas, but, and we can say that he's a good friend of ours, but he's had some great ideas, and I think he was involved in it, and they, they just, and it was also, actually also Warren Hansen. He wanted to get another, another curling uh, discipline in the Olympics. They knew they needed more sports in the Olympics, and other sports have multiple disciplines within that same sport, so why not curling? And uh, I, I think that's kind of where it, where it started. It would have been Warren. I think I spoke out of turn, giving Hugh credit. He's in Australia and probably not watching, so I, I think it was Warren Hansen. I'm not sure, but yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Well, good, good for Warren, Canadian curling legend. And I'm looking at the events. Sherwood Park, Chilliwack, Moose Jaw, Fort Rouge in Winnipeg, Oakville, Halifax. But you're kicking it off in Sherwood Park. So can you talk about the tour and how this is going to go? You guys are going to be very busy here. <laughs> we are going to be busy, and I'm also playing women, so it's it's a busy schedule, but we're doing what we love to do. And what's amazing about the Super Series is that they've really tried to include the whole country. So there's one out in BC, and then we have a couple of Central with BC, Manitoba, one out East in Halifax, and then one in Ontario, or I guess a couple, in couple in Ontario. So it's great. It's spread across the country. It's going to allow all the teams to have access to it and to really try to grow the sport in Canada and, and get the fans to understand because it truly is a great game. And I don't know what I'd choose, mixed doubles or four-person. They're both just so fun to play. At some point, do you think you're going to have to? Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Ho hopefully. I think it would be better for, for the sport of mixed doubles if there were some more kind of full-timers. But there needs to be a full-time tour. And that's what, you know, Jay Allen and Wayne Tuck, who came up with this, super series concept i think that's their their vision long term is to have a full mixed doubles tour and then it would just be impossible to play both you might have still people play a couple of events here and there maybe even enter into their provincials to get to nationals and still do really well because at the end of the day it's still curling a guy like brad gush who doesn't play a lot but the one first time he played at canadians he won and he's still good at curling it turns out so it's it's always going to be hopefully including we want the biggest names but we want some big names that are that are just in mixed doubles too i think well, I'm going to tell you something. It's a little strange to not see you in brown and yellow or red and white. What's it like not representing a, a region in these events? You know, you don't really feel any different when you're out there. You're still representing your club and all the people that support you. And so just because you're not wearing the colors doesn't mean your, your heart's still not there. So it's just about playing in the big events and um, we feel very lucky throughout our careers we've got to play in quite a few events uh what are the fans saying by the way what are they saying about this event those that are watching it live i'm sure they're raving about it but what are some of the comments that you hear the most i think it's just the non-stop action you know i didn't realize how how fast paced the game would be in this game every end 
And it doesn't matter when you miss that shot. It could be the first one, second, third, fourth, or fifth. And all of a sudden, there's a three, four, or five hanging on the board. And the other thing we see a lot in mixed doubles that you don't see as much in four-person because of the format and the rules is there's more comebacks. You know, you get down three or four early. In a regular game, you know, you're kind of out there for a bit of a light skate the rest of the game, especially if you're up against a strong opponent. In mixed doubles, it's really hard to defend. It's, you know, you kind of got to keep your foot on the gas, and that's fun to watch. Uh, well, especially for an adrenaline speed junkie like me. I'm sure your arm's tired, Brent. I will let you guys go. Thanks for the time, and good luck this weekend and along the way. Right on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. And for anybody who hasn't watched Mixed Doubles, I encourage you to watch and then go and play because it's so much fun, and it's a great way to get on the curling ice. I'm going to tell them how right now. Thanks, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang. And so, Mixed Double Super Series gets rolling in Sherwood Park this weekend. Uh, go to mdsuperseries.com. MD as in mixed doubles, mdsuperseries.com. And you can watch the live stream, look at uh, the draw, all the events right there, and check it out for yourself. We'll be back with a sports update and audience takeover right after this brief pause. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Going to uh, dabble into the poll question. We do it every day for Key, Yorkton, Kia, and I'll say it again. The all-new 2024 Kia Sportage reimagines innovation in motion and pushes the boundaries of urban SUV design and technology with refinement and purpose. Go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 2024 Kia Sportage, movement that inspires. It's what's America's Game of the Week in the National Football League. On Wednesdays, we do Canada's Game of the Week in the CFL. Thursdays, we're going to do America's Game of the Week in the NFL. And it's pretty clear. Almost too clear. You'd like a closer poll than this. I, I struggled to come up with four marquee games, to be honest, because it's all about Dallas and San Francisco. I find it very hard to believe it's the first time since 1990 that the Cowboys and 49ers have met in prime time, but that's the way it is. 76% of you voting for the Cowboys and 49ers on Sunday Night Football. It's the game of the week. Very clearly last week was the Dolphins and the Bills. And that ended 48-20 for Buffalo. But uh, I don't know if that ended up being the ratings winner, but I'm sure it was. The other games that I came up with, by the way, 11% of you voting for Kansas City at Minnesota. 11% of you voting for Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Interesting because it's an AFC North clash. 
and only 2% of you voting for the New York Giants and Miami Dolphins, which, listen, I get. It's not a sexy game at all, but I'm like, you go look at the NFL schedule and tell me what's the fourth game that has you interested in the NFL. Now, I'll say this. When I think of my buddy Chris Sanford, I always smile. He's a great guy here in South Florida. We were supposed to go for a chicken sandwich today, and we had to cancel because I got two shows to do after this. And he's a Giants fan. And he said, I talked about this earlier, but he goes, I, you're the only sports talk that I listen to. I don't listen to that Joe Rose guy. He's the Dolphins color guy, has his own show here in Miami. But I listen to Joe Rose. He's my kind of guy. And he was saying today, there's no gimmies in the NFL. And that's the one thing that I've learned. The NFL is just a cut above everything else in terms of competition and pressure. And uh, when he says there's no gimmies, they can't overlook the Giants because the Dolphins think they can overlook a lot of teams. And that's kind of what caught them last week. But the other thing that I heard, and I believe, is that there are no moral victories in the NFL. You hear this from a lot of coaches in a lot of sports, broadcaster guys like me. It was a moral victory. Just so you know, a lot of times that's us trying to let the fans down easy. And the coaches do it too. Well, it was a moral victory tonight. We played our best and almost won. That don't work in the NFL. Did you win or did you lose? And that's why they call it the not-for-long league. There's no moral victories in the NFL, and there are no gimmies. It's a hell of a league, man. I respect the hell out of it. Because in a lot of other leagues, there's gimmies. There's moral victories. Not the National Football League. Which we'll get back to in a moment. The offseason begins today for the Toronto Blue Jays. They were bounced from the playoffs in two games for the second straight year. This time to the Twins, who beat them 2-0 last night at Target Field. All four of Major League Baseball's best-of-three wildcard series ended in two games. With Texas, Arizona, and Philadelphia completing sweeps. The Atlanta Braves are the current betting favorites to win the World Series followed by the L.A. Dodgers and the defending champion Houston Astros, according to sports books. NHL preseason action continues tonight with three Canadian teams taking to the ice. The Toronto Maple Leafs play host to the Detroit Red Wings. Meanwhile, the Winnipeg Jets welcome the Ottawa Senators to Canada Life Center. Were you serious, John Ohm in Winnipeg? Ohm said he was looking to get rid of your tickets for the Jets game tonight. And back to the NFL, the Washington Commanders opened their doors to the visiting Chicago Bears for Thursday night football. I actually thought for a second making this an option for America's Game of the Week, and then I thought, no, it's the Bears, which I do want to talk a little bit about next hour. But they're 0-4. Washington's lost back-to-back games since opening the season 2-0. So it should be a good one. Our sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Uh, 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 to the EMJ Marketing text line, Ryan Thomas writes in, 
And be stay hanging into the end of this, Tommy, because I got a comment for you. 902-518-33. He says, who gives a crap about the baseball celebrations? Why do people bring this up every year? Every team in MLB does it when they clinch a playoff spot. 162-game grind in baseball, it's a big deal when you make the playoffs. Get over it. Well, maybe for you, Tommy, but that's for the older generation that understands the phrase, act like you've been there before. And I find it interesting that you've moved on to baseball and not talking about Connor Bedard anymore. Because uh, weren't you the one arguing that there was no way Connor Bedard was going to be on the Blackhawks' top line? And now he is, and he's leading them in scoring in the preseason. So you don't want to talk about Bedard anymore? So we move over to baseball. Got it. Uh, Moose back in. People have comments about his comments from last hour and a lot more. So stick around after this brief pause, everybody, on Game Plus and Key Radio. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.